Welcome, everybody, to another fine edition of Frankensteiner. With me is not Marty, because he's still being ransomed by ninjas in uh, Atlanta. Those ninjas will never be known as Best Buy, but that's could be who has him. And uh, we just we just don't want to pay for the ransom. Um, but with me um, is my co-host, Julie Chewbacca. I beat the Decepticons. Fuck them bitches. Yeah. Fuck them guys. Wow. Oh, and then yeah. uh, Steve's with us. Yep. Hello. <laughs> I love how enthusiastic that, that entrance was. I love it. <laughs> well, bring it. We don't get we don't get paid anymore or ever. <laughs> no <laughs> money. No money. <laughs> zero zero cash. <laughs> zero buys. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Uh, We're really trying here, okay? We're giving it our best. Alright. So let's jump into this, right? So we obviously had a lot of stuff go down this week, and this is kind of like the results mm-hmm. of after for like Fighter Fest, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So we're gonna jump into the boring stuff first. Monday Night Raw, guys. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. It was a show. Um, credit where credit is due, it though. Existed. I, I got to give a little credit where credit is due. Um, this was a better show than it was last week, but that's not saying much because mm-hmm. the bar was pretty low, right? Right. I don't know. Well, we are got... the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean <laughs> – I know we're. Go- I know we'll go into like the entire card, but I I had a a higher hope for this one because of the fact that they had announced the whole AJ Ricochet match. Yeah, and like whatever they you know the storyline leaning up to could be bullshit. They're two great performers, so like I knew that at least was going to be entertaining. You know what I mean? So. Whatever shit show they put on for three hours, at least at some point, I was going to be like, okay, let's watch that match. So, right. I, at least I did that. So we started off with another 20-minute dialogue section of uh, Seth coming out to talk about why Raw's the best wrestling, only to be interrupted by, uh, I apparently, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, apparently his girlfriend's Becky Lynch. I never never knew oh my god no way wait when when did that happen when did that go on that's a great i had i have no idea i had no uh, yeah you would have never guessed at all that they might be even interested in each other remotely yeah never never would have thought that happened you know um but becky's boyfriend was you know mad because she interrupted him and then baron corbin's music hit and they uh lacey evans Baron's girlfriend. I don't know. That's how they alluded it. Now, jump Becky from behind. Uh, but there was a cool segment I got to say where Seth tried to stop Becky, and Becky just like pushed him out of the way, <laughs> and then did that flying form into um, Lacey Evans in a turnbuckle. I was like, that's pretty fly. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, what I thought it was weird was that now they're gonna do a mixed tag match at Extreme Rules for the belts. Yeah. So that's a thing. So do you think do you think it's weird that Seth was like, I'm a baby face. We'll take whatever stipulation you want. No questions asked. We accept. And Baron's like, What? <laughs> we want your titles. That's the stipulation. Right? <laughs> like, if this makes sense, like the moment that came on, I'm like, oh well duh, they're just gonna give the titles over essentially, right? Like that's what's happening next. Is that yeah. what we're doing? Sort of so I wasn't like- horrible. 
I wasn't totally shocked by the mixed tag match. I mean, I'm I'm glad we didn't Teddy Long it and had like 900 people into it. So, <laughs> smell a tag team match, players. <laughs> right. Holla holla. Holla holla holla. <laughs> With the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's funny. It's funny we're bringing this up. So I have a friend who's a he's a pro wrestler. Um, who's Teddy Long? Yeah, <laughs> he friends actually, with Teddy Long. You're, are you friends with Teddy Long? No, I I am not. But my friend just got an endorsement from Teddy Long, though. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" <laughs> and he's like, oh, "That's pretty okay. cool." That His is cool. I, I thought you were keeping secrets about being friends with Teddy Long, Cliff. Uh, we we're no, gonna fight. What? Yeah, we were like, gonna fight. <laughs> it's funny though because my friends, my friend's catchphrase is "Shut up!" So he just tells people, "Just shut up, shut up, shut up." And so Teddy Long goes, "Let me tell you, players." This is the man. He's the real deal. And we only got two words for you. Shut up. And I was like, yo, that's awesome. That's cool. Side note, that's, I was like, I was jealous too at the same time. So our next segment that we have, right, which is weird because this seems to be a, a trend for Raw now that Vince McMahon doesn't want wrestling going on in between commercial breaks, which. Uh, uh, dude, so we, we have this like giant influx of like two out of three falls matches yeah it's so fucking stupid it's, it really is it's vince mcmahon in panic mode makes hilarious decisions he really does he really really does um so usos new day defeated the revival and uh daniel bryant and rowan which was weird because at first I thought this was like everybody had to get eliminated match. I didn't realize it was the tag teams got eliminated if one person lost. So I was very thrown off because I was like, oh, well, Daniel Bryan can lose because Rowan's there and he'll probably save the win. Nope, he was gone too. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> I, I do miss those matches though that would like it was elimination style tag and then you would get like mishmash like teams almost. I miss I miss shit like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that switched it up. That switched it up to where you can see different people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Like I think that that's always going to be WWE's problem. Like I can look at the main roster and go, "Oh, you still fucking work here?" But, you know, I can say <laughs> the same match reworked 700 different times. So I, I agree with that. When they did that, you got to see the breadth of the roster better. Yeah. It, it was just, I liked, I liked the finish for this. I'm not going to lie. Watching, I mean, the Usos obviously getting a win. Um, it was cool to see. And it was just weird that they referred to the New Day as the number one contenders. But they had just lost the night before to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We are like, how did they become right. top contenders? Overnight, did they like win a match? Like when, when nobody was watching, like over Sunday to Monday night. Like I don't understand. It was weird. Merchandising. <laughs> well, <laughs> you beat us. You beat us, but we have a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I literally can look to the left of me and see a bunch of like Funko Pops and shit of like the new day that people get me in or I. No, I think they have a lot of people have got me. I like the new, like people know I like the new day. So people like people have got me the popsicles and shit like that. So yeah, no, they merchandise. So as much as you could put them in the the main event or title contendership right now, and I I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, WWE has to put everybody that gets people kind of 
excited to the front right now. So, yeah. no, I, 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 I get it, but it's just, it's, in <laughs> it doesn't steps. have to make sense. Continuity it's never going to make sense. sense, Cliff. No, it's never going to make sense. Anyway, moving on. So, 24 7 championship, uh, Miss TV. It was R Truth, Carmella, and a Miss, and they were all talking. They got interrupted by Jake and Jake from Jake and the Neverland Pirates, or something <laughs> yes. referred to him as Drake Maverick. Um, he came out that disheveled man. <laughs> he came out and confessed that he hadn't consummated his marriage. Poor lad, um, guy. Sorry, Russell talk. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I was gonna call you out th- on that. Yo, and then he then he said his uh, he needed to get his love his first love back, which was the title, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was um, pretty amusing. But was yeah. this uh, was this when he said he hasn't consummated, and he said get some uh, X lags, get some fire. Oh yeah, because was, was that SmackDown. That was because our truth thought I said constipated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said eat some fiber like, for that. <laughs> listen, sometimes I get mad when there's just stupid shit on my wrestling TV. Then there's our true stupid wrestling, and I'm like, no, keep 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 that on. That this this twenty four seven division with drake and r-truth that i'm like yeah no i could watch this this is so fucking dumb i love it well just play it over and over again wwe just had they just released like the top 10 moments of r-truth on their youtube channel and i was i'm not gonna lie i died i forgot how many stupid things that he has done and said but it's so funny and he like, plays the part so well. He's so yeah. amazing. And when you think about it, he has like a, a good library to look with because he's been K. He went from K quick to R Truth. So like, <laughs> he's been around for a long time. So you can find some such some shit. Well, like I think the top moment, if I remember right, was when he came out and he's just like, "I'm gonna come out here. I'm gonna climb that ladder. I'm gonna take that t- take that money in the bank." And then came and it was like, like the Royal Rumble, wasn't it? No, no, no. Kane was oh. like, you're not even in the match. And he was like, yeah. oh, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. And he's like, walked out. <laughs> but the Royal Rumble match was in there, too, where he climbed a ladder to get the money in a bank. In the middle face. of the Royal, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, he's so good. It yeah, because so- he ran out with the, the ladder, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> no, he, he ran out so and good. he grabbed the ladder from underneath. And That's what it was. Ladder. That's what it was. But it seemed like... Six out of the ten moments that were on there involved Kane, which made it even better. <laughs> I was like, oh, shout out to Kane. Miss you. Not really. Um, oh, Glenn. <laughs> good job, Mayor Jacobs. So after that, right. uh, she- I miss Kane. I don't know about Glenn. I don't know. Who, I don't know Glenn. Well, this, I, I know promise Kane. you. Is that in sync? Um, so Undertaker. What? All right, first let's start this off. Um, so last the night before, right, stomping grounds, um, we had Shane McMahon challenge Roman Reigns in a two-on-one handicap match against Drew McIntyre. They just beat the shit out of Roman, and after that, they went. Uh, Shane went to go hit a coast to coast. As he goes to hit the coast to coast, dong, lights turn out. Oh yeah, yep. And then the, the gong goes again. And out comes the Undertaker into chokeslamming motherfuckers and beating them up. Undertaker's dong hits. <laughs> his, his big dong. <laughs> Shane got hit by Undertaker's Big dong goes dong. off. 
<laughs> but I thought it was really well played. But then my my thing, and this was like an issue. Like I've heard other YouTubers talk about this, so it's something I kind of was like thinking about. And the more I thought about it, the more I kind of was like, why did he come back to help Roman Reigns? It, and not even just why. Why would you announce that like week one? Hey, by the way, they're going to be in a tag team match together. Why not just give that a little build? So, like, The Undertaker keeps coming out and helping out Roman, and then eventually, like, they challenge to a tag match. I was like, why Because The Undertaker doesn't thing? want to keep coming out. Yeah. Whatever they could have been like, oh, it's a mystery guest, and we all know <laughs> who the mystery guest is going to be. It just, to me, I was just kind of like, oh, all right, whatever. Move it on. I, uh, I mean, he looked really good. He did. Like, he looked a thousand times better than, what, two weeks before that? Yeah, he, hasn't he been, like, hasn't he been doing, like, a bunch of different, like, yoga and shit like that? Because I know, like... <laughs> Everybody's couple, on that DDP. I, you know yeah, what? Everybody. Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, I'm almost at 90 now, by the way. And, like, that's not what I've done, but I've, I haven't. I can see why people, like love that shit like oh they, yeah it, it like I, I have it and i've barely oh, done it but oh, it's it's a fucking it workout kick, yeah it kicks your ass because like i've done different forms of yoga but like the idea of putting the resistance with it and the different forms i'm like oh i see you <laughs> I see yoga what... uses dynamic resistance to... <laughs> <laughs> no weights no <laughs> Not your mama's yoga. Like, yeah. yeah, I have like them on my Facebook. And like, it, I will say this, and we'll get back to whatever, but like with the yoga thing, it makes sense though, because when the, the community and the fact that he goes back, I mean, he does it for the wrestlers, but I mean, he'll do it even just for the people that are even on the, like the Facebook group. So if, if Undertaker to bring it back, does was has been doing that it would make sense like why he's looking so good because once page dedicates himself to somebody to be like no i'm fixing you i'm we're gonna get you working again he dedicates himself and so if they've been working together it makes sense why he's looking like in good shape but do you think the undertaker could forgive page for stalking his ex-wife sarah (laughs) well you know he got the tattoo removed i don't think that really counts anymore (laughs) 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 so you know what's funny though, and I, I kind of want to bring something up too. I just I was watching um, Big Cass XL uh, do his thing. He was talking oh, about DDP yoga. His, uh, yeah, his addiction depression yeah. video thingy. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, yo, I was like, as a character, I think you're straight trash. As a person though, I was like, yeah. I have to give him wow. 100% respect. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Fuck, I don't care. But as a person, well, this- I like felt what he was saying, and I was like, yo, dude, like, I have sympathy for. Well, like- big cast if this makes sense like i from what everything you heard from backstage all you would hear is like oh he's piece shit and i'm like oh okay well i'll give a fuck about you but when you i watched that video as well but when you hear about like oh well maybe part of your piece of shitness was because you didn't know how to fucking handle yourself but so i enzo's a whole other goddamn mess of however you want to feel about him but Kaz, XL, or whatever the fuck you want to call him now, um, <laughs> that one made me go, okay, I appreciate I what you're coming out with, with the depression and your addiction stuff. It's making me understand why you might have been kind of like a pain in the ass. 
Well, he is um, bashful about it. He said he yeah, he's like I'm yeah. not expected to get fired. So exactly, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I like I respect that he is very open about it because that's that's important. Like I'm, you know, I've done that with my own my own demons of like, hey, this is I am sorry. I might have been a shitbag at this po- <laughs> point in time, but this is what I was dealing with. It's not an excuse. It's just this is what was going on. I apologize. So I, I appreciate him being that 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 shows you how big somebody is inside, not just height, because he's goddamn tall as fuck. Speaking of big <laughs> men and piece of shit, piece of shit uh, programs, Bronze Strowman was with uh, Bobby Lashley <laughs> in a tug of war match. How fun was that? Hey, when did Braun Strowman run over Vince McMahon's dog? <laughs> I think he might have kicked him. Like Jesus Christ! I know he's getting shit on right. so bad. <laughs> like we were talking about before we went in. I love that Chris Jericho tweeted the best uh, wrestling, <laughs> the, the 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 best wrestling in the world. God, that was terrible. With that, so that's all. Good. That's all the time I'm gonna spend on that. I'm not gonna talk anymore about it. So mm-hmm. next match, though, of uh, the Viking Raiders, the Viking Raiders versus the Good Brothers. This was a matchup that I. Didn't know what happened, but I'm glad it did. But I wish that they would have gotten more time because they have a lot of chemistry together that I'm just like, damn, like this match could be even more fire if they just gave us some time to brew and let it go. Right. So big ups. But I thought it was kind of funny because Luke and Carl were like, they had the upper hand, right? Until they started getting cocky. And then the guys... The guys at the Viking, they they got to show off like who they really were versus like like who they were on NXT versus how like Vince McMahon wanted to book them, which is I like. I wonder if like Vince is kind of like letting off the reins a little bit and saying, "All right, you guys go out and wrestle the matches that you want to wrestle." Because you know Ivar's over there doing his cartwheel segments again, like dodging stuff. So right. I'm like, cool. I was like, I kind of feel like we're getting this back I, in. I will say this though, like I'm glad that they're letting the Viking, whatever their last name is now, um, do whatever they want as far as like performance wise with wrestling. But I still feel bad about the good brothers in general, because like either let them go or book them meaningfully like this, just figure out what you're doing because we could have had a really good match with, like if it was longer, like you were saying, this could have been really, really good. But, you know, whoever pissed off Vince, you know, caused him to have another quick ending match. So I I just want to be, know what's going on with those two. Like, if they're leaving, just let them leave. Yeah. If they don't want to wrestle anymore, don't wrestle anymore. But That's, uh, I mean, like, have we heard anything about their, uh, their contracts? So apparently their contracts end in August. Like they're done with the WWE in August. Just rumors I've heard. Hmm. But that's pretty much about all I know. But I wouldn't be surprised that they would get. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah. See what the well, this is the. They might have signed new contracts, and that one was from June 18th. That's ringside news. Well, now it God, I, I hope they just don't resign. Like I don't they're want they're that. wasted. I yeah, I mean, yeah. again, of a of a a roster of two hundred, we yeah. only saw thirty five 
wrestlers on this program. One of them is the son of the owner. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's also, that's all, you know, every time they throw another McMahon or a Triple H in there, you're just going, yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't mind that you're there and I'm glad that you're moving and making a storyline, but oh, look at all those other people that are just going to sit in the, uh, in the wings, watching you wrestle, just waiting, hoping for a spot. Speaking of those people who were going to sit in the wings and wait to wrestle, uh, we were supposed to have Mojo Raleigh versus Heath Slater, which yeah. ended up being our truth running in the middle of the match and I getting pinned by everybody, it seemed like. Because <laughs> <laughs> was it uh Raleigh lost or Raleigh won, then lost Cedric Alexander. No, Mojo never had the belt. Who so who checked him first because someone got to truth and then truth got the the roll up and won the belt back was oh it's slater slater hit him with the yeah. breaker and then he got rolled up but i want to say our truth selling of the lumbar check by cedric alexander was lit <laughs> i have yeah. to say it was so cool and then cedric won then cedric lost yeah, but to EC three, right? EC three one, yeah. And EC three one. Those two, I feel bad. For. I know. Well, wait. It really gets good wrestling. Carmella takes the belt. Truth ends up rolling up EC three, and then they run off. Um, do you guys know that in main event they have Cesaro, Bobby Roode, and EC three as like a faction? Yeah. Well, they I... teamed up, and I guess Renee said. They like they had a name, and then EC3 tweeted out that that's not their name. I don't know. I hope things change within the next month on the two shows. Yes. Yeah, I'm really hoping that, especially after last night. I'm hoping you know. Well, obviously we're going to cover that later in the podcast, but you know, I hope moments like last night and you know other shows putting on some good stuff kind of makes everybody you go. We gotta tighten this crap. We gotta figure this out. We're going on Fox. Yeah. Plus, Fo- plus Fox is going all in on on making Raw big too. They're talking about bringing celebrities in and stuff when they're on. So, man. So, Kofi Kingston defeats Sami Zayn and then Kevin Owens and then gets his ass kicked by Samoa Joe. That was a uh, a segment. I don't want to talk about it. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Kofi Kingston. That's the problem though yeah. is that we're sticking him with the same like three people over and over again, and it's not it's starting to just dwindle out. And I'm kind of like whatever, fuck it. Um, Alexa Bliss defeated Naomi. That's the match that we were talking about, Julie. And then Bliss and Cross worked together to beat Naomi and Natalia. And it was again here we are with a singles match. And then we have to cut the commercials, so we'll end this match early, and then they'll come back and we'll do a we'll do a tag team match and unnecessary, unnecessary for Raw to have that happen. Yeah. Um, and then we had the main event, which we can spend a little time on this because this was great. This is a dream matchup. Um, it was first time on mm-hmm. WWE, AJ Styles versus Ricochet, and this was a mm-hmm. not for the title, but I felt like this was like. I, this is why I kind of started turning, and I was looking. I was like, "All right, cool." So we have War Raiders versus 
are the Viking Raiders versus the Good Brothers. But then now here we are with another dream matchup of Ricochet and AJ Styles together. And I was like, this this was really well worked. I mean, AJ, AJ won. He didn't win the U.S. title, but he won. But I love the fact that he put over uh, Ricochet like right towards the end. Yeah. So I have to get I, uh... <clears throat> I think the thing that I enjoyed about this match was there wasn't a massive, long, stupid story leading up to this. This was just two good wrestlers putting on a great match, and sometimes that's all you need. You know, sometimes you don't need to be like, oh, you know, let's make this unnecessarily. Let's make this big and and ridiculous you know sometimes they do that well not sometimes they do that they do that quite often the wwe sometimes i just want to see a good wrestling match you know i don't need to see the the extras and that's what this was it was just a good wrestling match so i was very just pleased with this entire main event you know what i totally forgot that this came off the heels of stomping ground like we didn't yeah. even we, <laughs> we didn't even talk about Stomping Ground. There was a bunch of matches on Stomping Grounds, guys. Hey, by um, the way, man. that was a pay per view. <laughs> there, there was a... What 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 did I call it on the group chat? Well, it was like punch punching. Like it was like face punch five thousand or something like that. We were calling <laughs> it stupid names. <laughs> well, I bring it up because like on SmackDown, right? Um, Co- you know, Kofi came out and they were celebrating. Uh, Dolph came out and called him a coward, and this came off the heel of. The, this came off of their te- their steel cage match, which was something I kind of wanted to talk about too. Um, I thought, okay, so overall, I'm gonna be honest. I thought the steel cage match was okay. I didn't know if it was like I didn't really consider it to be like awesome, right? But I thought the ending was really cool, where you have Dolph like pulling himself out underneath the bottom rope and then through the middle ropes. Here comes Kofi Kingston like diving out to land on the ground, <laughs> which that looked like it was a whole bunch of suck, um, right? But- but he won, and that was really cool. I really appreciated that match, you know. Um, but then, you know, yeah, no, here I comes, agree with you. Here comes Dolph, like, you're a coward. You're the worst. It should have been me. Meh. I'm like, great. And then they're like, and if I beat you in a two out of three falls tonight, I get to be in the main event with you and, oh, and Samoa Joe. And, and uh, Extreme Rules is like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, really? A two out of three falls? Really? Mm-hmm. Because he said, I honestly thought uh, Dolph was going to win. I, he sold it that way. I mean, I, yeah. But I was like, this, I was, I just wasn't about this match. I mean, this is like, we've had this matchup twice now. Then the night before, we had the Kevin Owens, which was another couple matches that we've had too many. And the Sami Zayn ones, we've had one too many, all against Kofi. And he really hasn't had, like, a true person to, like, compete against him, right? Which is, I'm kind of, I'm excited about the Samoa Joe match, but Samoa Joe is on Raw, and he's fighting for a SmackDown title, which, like, I I thought that was, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't, thought we were going to have, like... I thought we were supposed to have like this stupid rule and only like certain people. I didn't think everybody was going to be like we can com- we can battle for all the titles. Like it just it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it's WWE's way of like if SmackDown's super popular on Fox and gets really high ratings, then 
they don't need to give credit to SmackDown. Right. <clears throat> it's, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's weird. I'm just like, whatever. So, that was a thing. Um, the New Day defeating uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, which... That made sense, right? But the week before, like it, like or like I had said, like at Stomping Grounds, they lost to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but they beat them in that tag team elimination match, which I thought. Then at that point, I could be like, all right, well, technically they're on a winning team now; they can battle. But this match was really great. I did like it a lot. Um, I know, like when I was listening back. Um, some people were concerned about Big E because of like tearing his meniscus, but he's still doing like that spear through the rope spot. And people were like, please save your knee. Don't do this again. And he's just like, nope, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do, I love watching these guys uh, all in the ring together. They have great chemistry. And uh, it's always like the New Day, which I'm always. I'm always excited to see the New Day in a tag match against any team because I feel like they always pull the best out of them. Um, even was it last year they had uh, when they fought Sanity on the on the pre-show. I was like, this is a it's not the best match they've had, but it's still a really good match, and I was excited about it. Yeah, no, I agree. They do have a tendency of bringing the best out of their counterpart, and then this would lead to a. F- eight-man tag match where we had New Day and Heavy Machinery versus Daniel Bryan, Rowan, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, which Kevin Owens left Sami Zayn hanging in a ring, which I always thought that was kind of interesting. Um, right. This was kind of cool because we always talk about two out of three matches, and it always seems like it always goes one-on-one, and then you want to get into that last match. Um, but I thought this was very interesting where Elias defeated The Miz at two out of three falls, and Elias won the first one due to Shane's tactics. Then Shane got Elias disqualified, so made it one-on-one. And then they just beat the shit out of The Miz. And I normally, because you ever notice like how on Money in the Bank, when a person cashes in, they wait for the person to stand up, and then they'll ring the bell. And usually by that time, they're getting their ass kicked. And in this match, Shane Shane didn't say anything. The ref was just like, well, Miz is on the floor. All right, you're there. All right, ring the bell. And then he just pinned him. And I was like... Thank God. Can we be consistent, <laughs> at least? <laughs> uh, Nikki Cross defeated Bailey, So that was that was major. And it was clean. I, I was hyped about this matchup. Dude, I loved her celebration at the end. Did you see her when she was, like, leaning on the announcer's table? And at some point... Corey Graves had a phone up and it was like, I don't know if he handed it to her or she grabbed it, but she ends up like grabbing and pretending like she's trying to text somebody, looks at it and just throws it back up. And she's just like, it's me. I did it. I'm like, okay, I don't mind this crazy Nikki because this is humorous shit to me. Yeah. Which it was. I I am hyped. I'm hyped for her, but it really sets the presence that, She's gonna, you know, like maybe something's gonna happen with her and Bliss, but she's one that beat Bailey. No one else has beaten Bailey, which since she's clean, a- smack- yeah, yeah, clean too. That's the big thing. Uh, right. Having it be a clean, a clean win is is pretty pretty notable considering they you really haven't seen her do too much. 
That match was weird. Like it was almost like they were wrestling in like mud. Like yeah. at some points it was just like super slow and it was yeah, like yeah. really their their, their styles. Yeah, it didn't it didn't mesh very well. <clears throat> it, this makes sense. I've noticed like okay, this is gonna be shady, but like I've noticed that that's kind of like not against Nikki, more so against Bailey. I've noticed that it there's some matches, it seems like she has a communication problem. Where there's just some people where if their style is a little too off from hers, it the match looks funny. Because I've no I noticed that when she was in NXT too. There's a lot of people because you're in the WWE machine, you all tend to wrestle a very similar kind of thing, and that's why it doesn't it's not noticeable. But I've noticed that there's some people like I've I've seen who else did she do that again? I can't remember where there's the I have to go back, but there was another one that I noticed where I'm like, Well, this just looks weird. So I wonder if that's it. Is that it's just a communication thing, and that's why it looks slow because of apprehensiveness. So, are we gonna are we gonna predict that uh, Bailey and Alexa Bliss are gonna fight for a kendo and a stick match? Repeat. Wait, you said kendo on a stick? Yeah, that's what I said kendo kendo on a pole match. We're gonna go with that. Oh yeah, because they had that match at uh, Extreme, Extreme Rules. Rules, right? <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. God. No, that's oh, the next one. Oh. No, it'll it'll be like a triple threat chairs match. <laughs> Kendo on a pole match. That's what we're getting. Chairs uh, on a pole. That's what we're getting. We're gonna get chairs on a pole. Speaking of shit that nobody wanted to have to deal with. Uh, Sonya Deville defeated uh, Ember Moon, so fire of fire and desire. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Okay. So, hey, I have but... to bring this up. What Go in ahead. the lesbian cross storyline are they doing right there? I'm like, I get it. Did anybody else notice that? Yeah, like, it'll be how they break them up. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, really? Because Sonya's gonna misread the signals. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. It's McMahon, <laughs> you old fuck. <laughs> I think uh, I think we forgot some major parts of the past two shows, though. So oh, at no, one no. point, no, no, no. Before we do that, let's 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 finish this one up, and we're gonna go talk about those. Oh. I know exactly what you're talking about, Steve. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> what do you're it. Talking do about. it up. So host. Let's get let's get this move quick. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right. The lesbian angle is kind of weird. I'm okay. If they can do it tactfully, but this is the WWE and they're gonna fuck it, this yeah, shit up. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm like, uh, because I, you know, I still have, you know, scars from Billy Gunn, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh god, WWE, we're just really hard leading to the to the, some craptastic past sometimes. And in our main event, uh, Kofi Kingston uh, beat Dolph Ziggler two out of three matches, so he, Dolph Ziggler won't be in. Uh, then uh, a match at Extreme Rules with Kofi and Samoa Joe. So that's cool. Yay. But Steve, we had four Hi. characters on both <laughs> shows that we had not mentioned, and you're oh 100% my God. correct. <laughs> we got Ramblin' Rabbit. We got uh, fucking what I Husky? Huskies. What's the Huskies. pig's name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Yeah, thank and you. Abby. And then uh, Abby, thank you. I always forget Abby. But 
Yeah, so just were- showing up, showing up in the backstage areas. Miz is walking around, and there's uh, yeah, Abby, Abby out from behind him. That was so you cool. see, you see Kofi like thinking about his match, and there's Mercy <laughs> just like chilling in the background. It's so awesome. It's so fucking amazing. Well, what's funny is like because you kept pointing it out in our in our group chat, <clears throat> right? So like, and all of a sudden, like you're like, hey, there's Rambling Rabbit behind Fire and Desire. In the background. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, when they were talking to R-Truth and all that. Yeah. But we had totally missed uh, Huskis. And he yeah. was, like, just chilling on, like, a stage box as, like, Daniel Bryan was walking by. And I was like, oh, man, this was this is so awesome. I cannot wait to see right the the rest how the story plays like, out. Like, if this makes sense, as, like, you know, we all know this is, like, this is dumb, but this is good dumb. Does that make sense? I'm yes. like, oh my god, I can't wait for the rest of this. I'm... Oh yeah, it's like the the two worlds are just like merging, like melding. Yes. Yeah. We um. So one of my friends uh, last night, we were at uh, the WF WCF's uh, wrestling show taping for a uh, madness, and one of them said, "You know what would be awesome is if like Vince McMahon like walks into the gorilla position." And like Devil Vince McMahon is sitting there, and it'd be great. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and <laughs> but nobody, nobody even like reacts any different. Nobody, yeah, nobody <laughs> acts like whoa, what? <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're just like Vince. What do you think? I thought. <laughs> I, they, I was like, that's great. I thought about it. I was like, well, what if we had an office instead, like back at headquarters? And when a chair rolled around, you'd have like Devil Vince be like. What are you doing here? Does anybody knock before they enter my office anymore? And then like they have like the banter going back and forth. I was like, yo, there's so much cool shit that you could do with this right now. <laughs> let's just put let's just put real Vins and Devil Horns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with real. all of this. Um Yeah, and then so it was yeah, like we said, like the melding of the two worlds are coming together. So I'm hoping this week we'll get to see um Bray Wyatt debut because yeah he needs to hurry up and show us what's up um so we're gonna move over to nxt and then we have like other huge things that we gotta talk about but uh angel garza uh garza defeated uh was it uh jalkin jalkin wild um in the first round of the newly nxt breakout tournament so did you guys happen to get to see this match I'm still trying to recover from the fact that you said his. It's Joaquin. No, nope. isn't it like Joaquin? I'm just gonna go now. He's in. going by. I'm gonna, I'm gonna joking. Like up. there's. If this makes sense, because we do the Get the KO podcast too, and I hear you try to pronounce some of these yeah. Russian names <laughs> I, sometimes. Like you'll say a name, and I don't even know if it's right because I might not be familiar with that person. But I'll just hear the name, and I'm like, I know. Ah, that's <laughs> that's that. that 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 hurt my earballs. <laughs> that hurt my earballs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's Joaquin though. It is Joaquin. Anyways, wow. yeah, yeah. No, actually, I caught the, I caught the tail end of this because I caught into the uh, I caught into NXT late, and I just didn't go back and watch all of it. But yeah, no, um, I'm still getting. I I didn't watch them really. Let me put it this way: I didn't watch them that much when they were in TNA Impact. So I'm trying to see what they do here, if that makes sense. Right. There's just some wrestlers like I'm not too familiar with. Like I would watch that. I like went with TNA Impact. Those are ones where I went more for a match instead of show. 
if that makes sense. Right. That's that's what I do with that one. <laughs> it's not necessarily for the show. I'll catch a match. Well, they and had so, a huge, they had a huge Spanish fly like, that they hit. I've I've <clears throat> seen, I've seen Spanish flies get done, but to the yeah. height that these guys were at doing the Spanish fly was amazing. And I was like, damn. And I wish Katie would be on the show because she was at the tapings when they when they was filmed this. Yeah. So she saw oh, this that'd match be good happen. Hair. Yeah, because uh, that you know, because that's the thing too is like especially when you're at there, when you're at a show, it it does make when you see a move hit, like you can watch it on TV and you're like, oh, that looked like it hurt. But when you're there and you hear the impact and you see it, and you're like, oh, his knees went through his face. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, she was there. Remember when Ricochet did the front flip out of the ring? Like Katie yes. was there when he did it. And, yeah, uh, I remember there was, was a whole. Like, God, I was like, I can never forget <laughs> that. Uh, so there was a segment about Kushida. Um, then we had, right after that, what was it? Uh, Street Profits versus Forgotten Sons, which ended in disqualification. Um, because you know, everybody wants to get involved in that matchup. Then right. Keith Lee versus uh, is it Nikos Rikos? <clears throat> I don't know. I know. I'm probably gonna get me i didn't watch nxt but i am just watching uh muscle man dance remixes on youtube make sure you put in wwe before that otherwise you get you get some weird stuff (laughs) (laughs) you get weird stuff or the stuff you're looking for depending on the kind of day right (laughs) but yeah so the limitless Uh, one marty won this match (laughs) in pretty quick fashion um, Adam Cole had a had a segment, and then this was uh, the steel cage match between Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai, and uh, yes, yes. So Io Shirai lost this match. Biggest story coming out of this: Io Shirai lost. Candice went to go console her. Io beat the shit out of Candice LeRae. <laughs> she uh, snapped. Oh my god! So I cannot wait to see her as a heel. Like, oh hell yeah, heel get up! I know, like, I know there's clips out there. People have t- filmed it, and, and we're talking about it, sharing it and stuff like that. I want to see WWE put this on, right? Because I just can't wait. She looks, well, if, she looks amazing this, as a heel. I just want to see her in WWE, yeah, filming. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, there were some people uh, on the the tweeter face that were like, oh man. What happens if she calls up? She's not going to be able to go with Asuka and Kyrie. I'm like, does why why does that matter? I want her to be a crazy cra- crazy tiny Asian lady. If you want to be psycho, be psycho, be psycho on my TV, right? Yes. It's, Please do that. It matters. So I, like terrify the shit out of me. I watched the audition. That terrified. Please be scary like that. <laughs> you know, be scary like that, lady. <laughs> So really quick, I want to get you guys' opinion. Um, so NXT, that's kind of the wrap-up on WWE. Blah. Uh, but big big news coming out of WWE <laughs> was that um, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman have now been hired as executive producers for SmackDown and Raw, respectively. So Bischoff is going to be on SmackDown. Heyman is going to be on Raw. Um, I want to get you guys' opinions on that. And what did you guys think? Julie, go ahead. Um, first, I had to like look at my phone and like sincerely check the date because 
what in the 1999. But other than that, if this makes sense, this, okay, I'm looking forward to it because these are the two pain in the asses that Vince had. You know, they're the ones that he got rid of because they were the ones that would tell Vince, no, this is stupid. This is dumb. Let's do it this way. Vince doesn't like to be told when something's wrong. So the fact that he was willing to kind of go back to the two of them and be like, hey, listen, I need you guys to help me shows that I think it shows that Vince is more seriously concerned about not just AEW, just all of the different wrestling that is out there. And the fact that they're, their numbers are going down. That's what that said to me was that, okay, Vince is taking this a little bit more seriously than I think all of us really were giving him shit for about this competition. We're like, oh, he's going to keep screwing this up. Yeah, he's going to burn it. You know, he's going to crash and burn. Adding, adding, you know, Bischoff and, and Heyman and higher roles like that makes me go, okay, maybe he's going to take it a lot more serious than we all even thought he would. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. <clears throat> what about you, Steve? I think it'll it it's gonna get really interesting because we've already seen a melding of the two shows again with Roman Reigns being a SmackDown wrestler but not appearing on SmackDown for a month. Um, the they they definitely have two different styles and two different ideas and two different you know, uh, but they're both geniuses in their own right. Um, Heyman a little more than Bischoff, but I think. Any change is good at this point that we are in. So I think it'll be very interesting moving forward. Right. You have to agree. I mean, the one thing I noticed, too, was, like, I th- it's it's very particular that Paul Heyman is on Raw and not SmackDown because he was the guy who saved SmackDown, essentially. You know, especially when he had, uh, what they call him, the Superstar 6, like, the main event 6, like, back in the day. He ran it with the, with Eddie Guerrero and those guys that made those guys all huge stars. And then when they they went to Raw, they just became bigger. They were already bigger stars. So it's very interesting to see him on Raw because obviously that's where I think Vince wants him to, and says, "Hey, help save Raw first. Um, especially now that Eric is going to be running uh, SmackDown. I'm excited to see what he can do, especially because he's been out for a while. I mean, like." year like a couple like four or five years out of touch with like wrestling in general but he has some interesting ideas about wanting to turn roman heel and you know he's he's talked about it in different podcasts what he would do to f- help fix the product so now he gets the opportunity to fix that product and uh i, I can't well, wait that, to see what he does well isn't he's going on smack bishop's going on smackdown correct right and smackdown's on fox correct i'm making sure i got all my that makes sense to me because that's the one that is going to really be competing um with AEW like with AEW's stuff if that makes sense I feel like that's I think that's the show that they're going to be like all right all right Bishop you know what this is like let's see let's put you in there because like I was saying there's already I was reading articles about how Fox is already talking about bringing in celebrities and bringing in uh, other sports stars and stuff to wwe's product which it makes sense if you put bishop with that oh my god like that man's like he's an evil genius like you're like oh hey here's here's a here's a bra here's a network that wants to be the best and now they're getting threatened with some competition and it's fox they're they'll they'll toss cash at it it's, it's just <clears throat> another turner you know what i mean like 
it's not just Mc, Vince McMahon wanting this. Like now we've got Fox on top of it, and Bischoff knows that. Like this is gonna be fun. Like yeah. that's what I'm excited about. Like this is gonna be interesting. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the Fox deal because I, it's been announced that October fourth is gonna be the day that SmackDown goes from Tuesday nights to Friday nights, and so. Um, and then it's also been rumored that October 2nd is going to be the day that AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite yeah. starts up. So yep. I think it's cool They're because be especially with TNT, um, I'm glad that it's going to be on Tuesdays because obviously um, one big thing that everybody was talking about was basketball season, right? And they usually play basketball on TNT Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it kind of gives like... If you're if you're a sports and a wrestling fan, like this is gonna be like such a great time because now you have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for wrestling, and then obviously Saturday and Sunday as well, depending on what pay per view is running. Um, I I mean it's it's gonna be great to see, but I'm 100% on board with Eric Bischoff running the Fox deal and working with Fox That's, executives. That was one of the things that, like I was saying, it caught me was the fact that we're also adding the Fox deal on top of the fact that you're putting Bishop there. You're getting two. Two people where, I mean, you got to think about Bishop when he did the Monday Monday Night Nitro. Oh, he's doing it taped. I want to do it live. He does this. Let's make it bigger. Let's be, the, you put him in that mindset, man. And then you just have Heyman working on what he already has. Like, yeah, totally agree with you guys. Like, this is it's going to be fun. This is just going to be. This is probably good. This is probably one of the better times to be a wrestling fan because we're getting ready to get into when <laughs> wrestling gets fun again. Yes. But also, that being said, I give it six months before one of them can't deal with McMahon's bullshit and just fucking <laughs> quit. Now, that's a fact. That's yeah, a mighty big just, fact. They're just going to quit. Yeah, well, that's a mighty big fact. See, and which one I, do you think? It's funny that we joke about it, though, right? That one of two is going to quit um, in six months. But I really I think Vince is going to be trying to so focus with the XFL launching in 2020 that there might be a little bit more time i would i would give it i'll give it a year i'll give it a year before one of those two quit <clears throat> because at least they could be like well in six months vince will be focused on the xfl and I, we can run the show how we want to run it and you, then after you know that season what? That's, a, that's it that's actually not a bad estimate because when you think about it it means that aew will have had a year on television by that point rough a, a little about a year it gives the following is a paid sponsorship. Let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now, and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks, you can use them for Amazon, or you can use them for charity. Now you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Franken Culture, and get paid! It gives enough time to find out if AEW is really going to really going to take their 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 uh, their roster. 
because that's the thing. I mean, not just their roster, but their fans. Because that's the thing is if it if if it happens that way and you catch Vince McMahon's attention span, he might pull it away from the XFL. Because at the end of the day, wrestling is the first and foremost thing that he's always ever done, and the only thing he's ever wanted to do is make his dad happy. So at the end of the day, XFL is not the thing that his dad did. So I mean, like we're going into deeper psychology. That's what even B- Bischoff has said this on stuff. Other wrestlers have said this. Like that's the biggest thing about Vince McMahon. He's and I think Jim Ross said this recently on a podcast that he just always wants to still prove his dad proud. So that's the one thing I will say is if it starts going in the year, yeah, he he, he might go and do the XFL, but he might come back if it starts getting heated up and he needs to come back. And then it's going to be interesting because then we might do we might get the fireworks show of someone quitting because he decides to get invested again all over and be the picky pain in the ass guy as he is. Yeah, well, it'll be, be interesting. It'll be more interesting to see what happens with NXT going yeah. up Wednesday night against AEW. That's what I'm really yeah. going to want to see. Yeah, but speaking of AEW, I want to get into this because this will be the this would be the heart and soul of this podcast. Uh, Fighter Fest was on last night, and I feel like a few of us in this chat room or in this podcast, Julie and myself, found new wrestlers that we just have like this whole new appreciation <clears throat> for. And uh, our very first match that we had for the pre-show was Best Friends versus Private Party versus SCU in a first round by. For the tag team tournament that's going to be starting in October, um, so very interesting match. Um, I loved. I I have now like a new appreciation of Private Party. Like I'm a huge oh, fan. Oh yeah. Now. I was like, especially that spot where he jumped up. Um, one of them jumped up, did a fr- uh, Frankensteiner into essentially an RKO or a Diamond Cutter, whatever you want to call it. An amazing spot. And I know they hit that move before at Double or Nothing, but seeing it like on a stage without a whole bunch of other wrestlers in a way made that shit stand out so much more. Oh, the scream was killing me the entire time. Yeah. That's what I'm just... the fucking scream. Every time. Every time the scream started, I was like... Bah! Like, immediately started giggling like a two-year-old. Well, it reminded me... So, I... I don't want to make this comparison, and someone's going to blast me for it, but Montez Ford, remember, he did that same kind of scream uh, when Jason Riker had him on the top rope. And then um, at the show, NXT Bel Air, he did the same thing again. He had like that same similar kind of scream. And I, and you're right. It's just funny because you're like, yeah, you, you shouldn't be screaming like that. I also just, I also just enjoy those three teams in general like take them out like i just enjoy them as teams so um it it was a fun spot fest at times and i'll take it you know <laughs> the her Karana cutter that happened and you know the different german suplexes that were attempted and shit like that like i'll take it like i don't mind spot fest sometimes if they're good yeah <laughs> like sometimes they can be gratuitous as hell and you're like I get it. You know how to flip and do a thingy. But this this worked because it wasn't just like, oh, we can move around a lot. It was like, oh, we can move around and flow. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, then they were talking about um, the failure of Fighter Fest was like the next segment for it. 
Oh my uh, god, the mockumentaries. <laughs> Kenny Omega not being able to book his band Blink 182. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I I had to sit back and think. I was like, Blink 182. Uh, oh, I got it. <laughs> I felt so dumb. <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, um that was that was fun to see um and then ally uh ally versus uh leva bait uh leva baits um uh, the leopard uh you also you you did miss at the end of that first match um what the fuck is that group called oh the dark order yeah yep. ba- came out and said best friends we've chosen you lights go out minions surround the ring not the cute yellow ones <laughs> no um, uh lights go back out uh when they come back on they are gone <clears throat> formerly known as the smash brothers you're right we didn't yes. miss that part but yeah yeah yep. i did i do like the name too the dark the the dark order the, i do like yeah that. it's really good it's a great I game. just love the fact that they made a damn human throne. That was awesome last time. So <laughs> Yes, it was awesome. If you uh if you go back and look at the group of minions from the Vegas show and then you go and look at uh an FSW wrestler that made his huge return, you might see some correlations. Oh okay. I'll go peep. <laughs> I feel like somebody knows something that we don't know. Hmm. Um. So the librarian gimmick is still going on. I, I think was it you that said you're not a fan of it, Julie, or did I hear that somewhere? That um, I don't remember. I mean, if this makes sense, it would the, the. I don't necessarily the gimmick itself is whatever. The gimmick last uh, last night was like. Okay. 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 Are we there? Okay, let's just get to the fucking match. Like, I go under. Yeah, it just took too long. Like, it. If this makes sense, if they're gonna do that, like, they. This isn't. Okay, they haven't been around enough for people like me who I haven't seen this gimmick as long as much as who other people might have. So. To have it stretch as long as it did, it started to get like, okay, you're you're shushing each other. Okay, I get it. It took entirely too long. If they shortened it up, I think it wouldn't have been as like eye rolly. Yeah. But it's also that's what heels do though. They 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 extend their shit to where it's like, oh my god, I get it. So it's also like it was good at the same time because if you're gonna not like somebody that's part of it is being fucking annoying. Look at MJF. He knows that, you know right. what I mean? So it's, it, it, I think it's more of like, I, I'm, I am, I'm indifferent on it. I'm indifferent because I understand what they're doing by raising up the shh thing, but sometimes it's whatever it was. Shh, it, um, Allie <laughs> ended up winning this. <laughs> Allie won this match and, uh, it was cool. I was glad. Um, I know she's been calling out, uh, Brandy Rhodes now for a little bit, so I'm excited to see that matchup. Well, yeah, she's got her match. Yeah, she's got her match next month with her. So, so hey, uh, I don't think Leva is a very good wrestler. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Like there was a few missed spots that were very noticeable. Like Ali is a, a pretty good wrestler for the most part, and mm-hmm. like I don't, 
you you only look as good as like your opponent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like Leva is not good. No. She would be somebody I would say go back to developmental WWE. <laughs> so yeah, her, I mean, essentially her gimmick, like even on in the indies, is just being someone else. Like, oh, now I'm blue cassidy now i'm this and and it's like uh, i get it i appreciate like what she's doing but you're you're not good right (laughs) um so steve's favorite match was up next with michael naka naka nakazawa Zawa. Zawa. versus alex jabaley um this was i I guess this was so i i didn't know anything about yeah, I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know that these two fought like last year, I guess. Well, and, like, he was training. Alex right? Jabaley's not a, yeah, Alex Jabaley's not even a fucking wrestler. But it was like it was pretty great. Right. Oh, when he choked him with the damn GameCube uh yeah, controller. controller. Yeah. Oh, so good. But he was playing it. He was playing like the controller. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's that's kind of cool. I like that. Right. But it was very I don't know. It was very awkward. I felt like personally, like just the match wise, I just thought it was awkward. Well, that's what you get in general. Like there's always a, like if you have not like a regular wrestler uh, and that's, that's not what they're even trying for. There's almost like an element of awkwardness. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel that about Shane McMahon matches. I do like the (laughs) buttons though. The button spot was pretty cool. Yes. Oh, yes. Which will lead <laughs> us into another spot that we can talk about later. What a, what a noise Julie yeah. just made. I just admit, <laughs> no, because so, I thought about the thing that we're talking about later. So, so our first match on the actual fight card was uh, Shima versus uh, Chris Christopher Daniels. Um, this was a good match. This was a great match. I thought this was definitely how you start to start start a pay-per-view you know or start oh yeah start start strong yeah start strong especially was it shima is got kenny omega right have fight for the fallen thank you i believe so yeah i believe so yeah i thought it was great i was like dang man this is uh this was a fun match um shima did get the win against christopher daniels when he hit him with that hanging backbreaker powerbomb top rope and then the Minamura for a victory. Just saying. That was like, what? Bro. That was a shit. Like, bless, bless these wrestlers. So a bless match it. that took me by surprise, though, would have been this next one, right? So we had uh, Ryo, uh, Yuka, um, Sakazaki, and uh, Nyla Rose. And so fucking good. God, uh, yeah. So good. That's all I can say. Is, That's yeah. the one that I came back with the wrestling fan of, of Nyla. I so what did I say in the group? Nyla is what Nia Jax wishes she could be. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent too. Like, it's true 100%. though. Like, like if this makes sense, everything that I saw in there, there was the dominance without looking like a jackass. There was the <laughs> screaming kind of shit without looking stupid. You know what I mean? Like Nia just looks like a loud broad. I want to slap around. You know what I mean? Like, so she <laughs> does. Like, but uh, Nyla, Nyla Rose, came in there, looked like a broad, where I'm like, uh, yo, shit, all right, she wants to throw down. Yep. So, it, it was a good match. That spot where um, they did the double crossbody, 
and she just held them both up was like oh bitches are just gonna yeah hang out. i was like yeah <gasps> she showed strength the way that again shade naya that naya tries to show i can't wait to they see try Austin to Kong. give her those oh i know i love her ah uh, dude i loved her when she was karma so i'm so fucking happy she's oh i want a nyla rose versus awesome kong match like i, I can't wait for them to too. it's gonna happen it's gonna happen they 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 teased it enough with the face off right in the in that that last match so yeah i so mm-hmm. um did you want to touch on that match some more Yes. I was gonna sneeze. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna sneeze. So I think this match uh and the next match <clears throat> show the largest difference between AEW and WWE. Because yeah. there's no ramming down your throat that Nyla Rose is like anything than a female wrestler. And in the next match, there's no you know jungle bars wrestling for his daddy up but like there's none of that it's it's these wrestlers are doing like they're wrestling because that's how they are oh my god on a side note here (laughs) i'm on the uh fighter fest wikipedia page Mm -hmm. and there's already something on here AEW received much criticism for allowing the spot due to concerns of head trauma by contrast the wwe band chair chair shots to the head following the chris benoit double like I, I hate people. I hate wrestling and I hate wrestling fans and I hate all of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I agree. If this makes sense, like I was super uncomfortable with the chair shot, but more so from the fact that it went Give wrong. Give me chair. Give me well, chair. No, I'm saying though, it went wrong and he got, he caught the top part on the back. Yeah. That was, that's where I was like, that's where, because of me with, you know, it was the first time I experienced. But, okay. The, but so is up. him, is him catching the back of, the chair uh worse than someone just blading like dustin did um or like when brock just busts randy out open like that's well i think it's come to person to person i know as far as i can't speak for the fucking last match right oh yeah like if this makes sense i can't speak for anybody else i know for me personally the chair shot thing the fact that it moved the way that it did and it caught Cody in the way that it, it, it did, I know for me it was uncomfortable because it made me feel a way about my own stuff. But I also knew that that happens. That's an accident and they're professionals. So I'm not going to go on Twitter bitching about it. Like right. it, it made me feel a type of way, but it's like that made me feel a type of way. That's my own shit. I'm not gonna go on Twitter and be like, "How could you?" No, actually, to be honest, it was kind of a, as fucked up as it sounds. It was a the last couple of matches of the night were a breath of fresh air. hundred fucking percent, a breath of fresh air. I have not seen people put that much effort into being like, "Oh yeah, well, you're." "Quote unquote hardcore." Let me. I mean, it made me feel like I did back watching ECW back, way back in the day. Not when it was the WWE version. I'm talking about real ECW. You know, back then. That's what it made me feel like, and I was like, "Oh." So I think with that, with the chair shot stuff, I think a lot of people are so used to their wrestling being nerfed because of WWE, and they 
there's a chunk of fans that weren't around for like pe- for things for like the death matches from certain you know certain promotions or like ECW where they really put everything in or even that time frame of WWE where they were doing that kind of stuff. So I think that's where part of that problem is with people bitching and already putting it on Wikipedia and being like, "Oh my god, how could you?" Because they forgot that some back in the day, you know, shit. The other day we literally was just celebrated the anniversary of mankind going through the tap of a cell and, you know, Ruining tooth through the nose. I'm just saying, like, oh my God, he's bro- by God, he's broken in half. I'm just saying, <laughs> it was an anniversary date recently, so I think, like, I think that that's a, a a part of it. There's a lot of people that are get really uppity because their wrestling's very PG now. So the moment you start getting into the PG-13 or anything harder, they're like, oh, how dare you? Whereas me, I'm like, bring it the fuck on. I miss, I miss being treated like an adult. Well, it's yeah. like my so my biggest part with like the headshot, right, was that it. I mean, yes, it was a gimmick chair. Yes, the gimmick kind of it did its job, but it kind of also you know busted them open. But I did. I much appreciated it. Like I was like, God, man, like this is what separates. This is what's going to separate AEW from WWE. And I'm not saying yeah. that chair shots have to happen all the time because that's not what I'm saying. But shock spots like that have to happen because otherwise I'm I'm wondering boring. if if he swung that chair differently like if he went cuz he he swung it side yeah so I'm wondering if he went up up down if it would have gone differently yeah right like I'm wondering I'm wondering if if like it would have popped out you know what I mean like Have you seen have you seen the screenshot of how it hit his head Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cuz I I saw the still of where it caught him at. So, the I think if it was up a little bit and Cody moved his head about like a couple inches, I think he would have been at a spot where it wouldn't have caught it as hard as it did cuz it was the pullback that fucked him up. You yeah. know, so I think if it would have had a little bit more of a clearance, it wouldn't have screwed him up as bad. Well, but hey, 12 staples and no concussion. You hard-headed bastard, you're just like your dad. Let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> right after the Nyla Rose match, right, we had a uh, Hangman Page, MJF, Jimmy Havoc, my new favorite wrestler, who you know liked my tweet, and uh, Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah, I know, right? That it's, was a, that was a damn good match, though. It was an amazing match. I'm. I was. It's funny because like I was listening to Jimmy Havoc on uh, Chris Van Vliet's um, uh, interview, and he said he said that people only know him for hardcore matches. But they don't know that he can actually wrestle because people are just like, oh, he's a deathmatch right. guy. Um, so him to come out and just be able to do a straight wrestling match was awesome. Um, one of my favorite spots, which um, they they brought up and asked afterwards, they asked Jungle Boy about this move that he did outside on the second turnbuckle. Um, and they, so fucking cool. They wanted to call it the Apocalypse Drop, and he was just like, I'll just I'll put that in the jar of suggestions. He's like, I don't. I don't know if that's what I'm going to call it, but it was a cool spot. And I was like, God damn, dude. I was like, well, I mean, first they were able to throw together was awesome. It was, it was very much like a, uh, like a gymnast move. Right. Into a like backflip, like moonsault. Right. Well, I mean, first and foremost, we need to address one major thing about jungle boy. That's all bitch came on Luchasaurus. And that was amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, it was great. He wrote him out as if it was his pet dino. And I am here for it. I love it. 
that tag team is going to be awesome to watch. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> yeah, they need to get that going, like, now. I just want to know, like, who came up with the idea that, hey, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, we're going to pair you guys together. Because they deserve it. <laughs> I think it was a one-off thing. It. it was a one-off thing in that Battle Royal, and it just clicked. Yeah. Right. Sometimes that's what it takes, though, is you can see the fans, like, go, ooh. And and you you try it out and go and see if it works. And, and right now it is because they've been doing those, uh, you know, like being the lead and stuff like that, the little YouTube shows. And I know that they've had them like in the grocery store and stuff like that where Jungle Boy has been riding Luchasaurus. So I know they continue that into the little shows. So I think that's what it is. They just had such a good positive response with it that they're going to run with it. And please do. I'm fine with that. <laughs> can, can well, and be- they have a shirt on uh, Pro Wrestling that- Tees. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it up. That. I have to say though, my new I think my new favorite finisher is definitely gonna be Adam Page's uh dead eye. Oh that yeah, so that cool. was really good. <laughs> like I know the, the I know what's guy is. tombstone. Yeah. I'm like, yo. But I was like, yo, that is so cool. It's a great finisher. Also, I have to throw this out there. MJF wearing pink trunks. And throw in or uh, attempting to throw the sharpshooter. Great callback. Great um, callback. Yeah, that was funny. April uh, noted the pink drum trunks too, but more so just because he is a prick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was funny when he came out and was calling it, like when he was going off on the nerds and his whole like opening was oh the yeah that promo he cut is amazing. it was i was like bitch i want to uh, read me like the best one is uh me. when he was like you it was like i played video games until i had sex and then it goes oh, to yeah. like <laughs> some guy <and> he's just <laughs> like meh <laughs> right yeah uh he's like so it's funny because like mjf he's he's clearly a heel but we all love MJF because he's a heel. We're like, I kind of agree with you. It's kind of a prick well, thing to the say. Thing is, <laughs> well, that's the thing is with wrestling, if you a good heel, like a really good heel, there are going to be people that actually like because you're good as a heel. That's when you know you're good. Right. You know, you'd be like, oh, I fucking hate you. Hope you lose. God damn, I love you. You I know what I mean? I like, never feel that way with MJF though. Like I, I don't feel I, that way. I'm like I, 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 I don't remember what video I saw, but I saw him doing a, another little promo, and I was like, oh, you frick. That's why with this new one, I'm like, oh, I hope they keep giving you the mic and you keep being a, just a rat bastard to everybody. Oh, hundred percent. So like, something that AEW does behind the scenes after like the shows and stuff. They do like a little interview, kind of like a press conference for like all their all the journalists, quote unquote. There, I, I say that very loosely. Um, but his interview was the shortest at like five minutes, where like he walked in and he was just like, "All right, dipshits, what do you guys want?" <laughs> and he started so asking, good. They start asking questions, but the first person to ask the question is a. Uh, Chris Chris Van Vliet, right? And he goes, Oh, oh look. Yeah. He's like, Chris Van Vliet. He's like, What's your stupid question? <laughs> it's like, <"Yeah." laughs> I just, it's just like his interactions. He's like, I'll do whatever I want, dipshit. Hey, fat ass. I'll say whatever I need. Yo, it was just punch at the punch at the punchline. I was like, Dude, what a dick. What a serious dick. It's great. So, 
Right. So we we got to move on to this next match. Um, Cody versus Darby Allen. Obviously, we discussed in depth about the ending, which I'm not going to lie. I, I much appreciated how that ended, right? But I kind of agree with Simon Miller uh, from What Culture, where he said <clears throat> this match, it took away the, how great Darby was because of the chair shot. Because we missed – it's like people forgot uh, like there was this great match and then – that was I don't think so. Like Darby fucking killed himself in this match. The the best one is uh Cody throws him in the corner and Darby just fucking falls to the floor. Oh. JR, JR is just like so good. <laughs> JR is just like Darby's body broke that fall. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. Like, and then the coffin drop from the top rope to oh, the yeah. quote unquote hardest part of the ring. God, that um, looked like it sucked so bad. Yeah, like yeah. oh my god, that match was great. Right, like, I also it, and, like. And the way I that feel it like it, it was separated so much, like from the the draw, the time limit draw. Yeah, them arguing to try to get five more minutes, and then Sean Spears coming out. Like right. it, it was separated enough to where the match still had time to breathe. Yeah. People still wanted more, and then uh, the chair. Right. No, totally agree. And I like the fact that you were saying how it was a time limit draw because it also reminds everybody that AEW time limit. So you're not going to sit there and have to be drugged through a fucking match. It takes forever. Right. It made you want more of that. Everyone was going five more minutes. How many times have you done that at a WWE match? I mean, let's be real. How many times has a bell rang, something happened, and an entire WWE crowd went five more minutes? No, I barely in the few and then the recent months, kind of the last like year or whatever, kind of think of a, a, a lot of matches that have been done that. So I, that that's what I love about the time limit thing. It draws people right into. I loved I love the spot too where Cody zipped him up in the body bag. Oh yeah, disaster kick. <laughs> so yeah, fucking like, good. God, that was awesome. And then, obviously, as you said, this went to draw, right? So he hit um, the crossroads, and then he crawled over. And the crowd, I love the countdown from the crowd, right? Like, that just yeah. made me, because I was like, man, you could feel, like, the, the franticness. And then as but soon that's, as, like... Uh, yeah, you were like, oh, my God, finish, 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 you know? So I have to say, the one thing I appreciate is that the crowd wasn't doing that. Three, two, one... Uh, like every yeah. like last year. <laughs> you you want to know? There's a smart crowd at AEW. I'm just gonna be honest. Right. You actually want to know something? I I kind of dug, and it's weird, and I'm not saying this because I have a vagine. I actually kind of liked that they had a chick ref yeah. because, like, well, she was refing a bunch of matches. Last exactly. Night. I love that that match is high enough on the card that they put her in there. It made me go, okay, yeah, no, this is, it's another thing about WWE and AEW being different. You know, when the AEW is going on about like, oh, yeah, we're not going to treat our, our females and our males like they're, you know, here you are, piece of meat. Here you are, piece of meat. You know, they made jokes about that, obviously. Mm, meat. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm. They fired half of the models. Meatless meat. They- they, yeah, exactly. They fired but half I'm just of the models saying, like, because they, of this, ne- this next match, Julie. Because of, well, it's because of Cody. 
No, I mean, it's not Cody. It's because Kenny. Of Kenny. <clears throat> Kenny. Sorry, I looked at the name Cody in my notes when I said that. It's because <laughs> Kenny. But that's because... Uh, did you see the picture? By the way, did you see the picture on online that Hangman Page uh, posted, uh, where it was a picture of shredded cheese on a piece of, on like a on a biscuit <laughs> about the lunch that they got? It's the I'll have to post it in the group. It is the funniest shit. He's like, at least they got lettuce and tomato or something like that. It's just it's like shredded cheese on a biscuit, and that was the lunch Kenny gave them. That, uh, that referee's name, by the way, is Aubrey Edwards. Okay, she's really ref, good. Ref Aubrey on Instagram. Okay, nice, cool. Yeah, look her up, guys. So she was refing her ass. Off. Yeah, she was. She was all over the place. I I dug it, and I dig the fact that AEW is like, yo, we are all inclusive. This is everything we're gonna do. It does not matter. <laughs> but you know what? You like they're point. all inclusive, but like they don't they again don't knock you it. over the head with it. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's not like it, it's not. They're not. Um, having a marching band being like look at the vagina refing this match <laughs> no there's like oh hey can you go ref this match that makes sense how'd that go again? like if this makes sense i'm all about equality but sometimes it's insulting if you have to roll up the red carpet to remind me that we weren't equal as at one point <laughs> Fuck, i don't so, give a shit <laughs> we're gonna jump into this next match right so uh lucha bros and laredo kid versus uh, Ryu, Ken, and Akuma. Akuma. Um, <laughs> or the the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Uh, I'm going to be honest. From Justin Roberts saying, round one, fight! Oh. I was like, yo, I was, I was like, I'm all... Dude, I'm I, all I wanted to hug Roberts so bad for that. <laughs> yo, but he sold it. Like, he sold it like he's like, I don't want to say this. I don't think you say this. And Kenny's like, no, say it. Say it. Say it. And I was like, you fucking say it. <laughs> right. I was like, come, you know, like inside of him, he's like, this is going to be awesome. But I have to sell Dude. like it's not going to be. <laughs> right. The moment Kenny Omega came out, my husband was losing his mind and yelling Akuma as if it was like, you know, going to revive the dead or some shit. It was hilarious. He's like, Akuma! Like through the entire house. And I'm like, Oh shit! Oh shit! Can we just? I love their 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 shout antics. Out, shout out to the random like the random person. I don't know who it was, right? That ran out and was doing Batista's entrance, like oh, oh yeah, to make the lights go out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like obviously like Okuma like and the and the death touch came through. I was <laughs> laughing, but I was like, yo, like this was like all the setups to everything was like on point. And then, uh, yeah. and the match was fire as well. I dug. Uh, I felt. I felt. I honestly thought Laredo got hit with that V trigger at the end. The way he sold it, I was like, I think that kid just died. Like, yeah. He was- <laughs> Can we talk about when Penta threw Phoenix over the ring post into Nick Jackson? Yeah. There's so many spots that you can point <laughs> out in this match. <laughs> right. All three of them uh, hitting the hitting a, a Hadouken. Yup. <laughs> so good. I was like, yo, all the stuff that was going on in this match. And that was that was the main event. Uh that was the main event of Fighter Fest. Like And that was it. There was no more matches. There was no more matches. <laughs> That's it. No more matches for all AEW. Done. Yep, no more. No more matches for AEW. Um however, we and did then... an unsanctioned match. <laughs> oh no. 
Because, you know, Roberts had to explain that to us. Once these lights <laughs> turn off and they turn back on, this is no longer AEW. <laughs> but uh, Moxley versus the bad boy Joey Janela uh, in an unsanctioned match. Um, it was oh. a match and it was very painful to watch. <laughs> Oh my god. When the crowd was chanting, you sick fuck, I'm like, I feel you so hard right now, crowd. You know. Um, so it's funny because uh I'm reading this on CBS Sports (laughs) and I'm gonna read it exactly what it says, right? AEW gimmicked the end of the actual fighter fest show by turning the lights out and then turning them back on to begin this match live now. And they didn't update it. Like that's how they ended. That's how they ended the article. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the barbed wire. Like everything was so. That's yours. My CBS one's different. So painful to watch. Like I just to be honest. Um, oh, the goddamn thumbtacks into the feet. No. Right. So I have to be. I have to be real. There was the barbed wire chair. The tables, the barbed wire covered table, um, and nothing. It's so weird because I we were watching this match. I'm like, yeah, that it is what it is. I've seen that before. Meh, that's cool. Oh, that's kind of painful. It was your it was your regular like hardcore match with a bunch right. of like plunder. Up until the point yeah. that the thumbtacks came out and Moxley took off Janela's shoes and socks. <sighs> Dear God, Doctor Socks. Yeah, that's where I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and then, like, he threw him on the thumbtacks at first. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, it was just a body slam. That's not gonna hurt." Except for I didn't think about he had to get back up, right? And he's in all <sighs> the thumbtacks. He had to get back up. But then, like, Moxley picks him up and then slams him feet first on the thumbtacks. I was like, "Oh, oh my God!" And then you Joey Janela screaming, dude. I, dude, I loved it. Uh, after that, um, after the 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 suplex into the tax, that when Janela begged for more and then gave uh gave Moxley the finger. Yes, and he was like, "Fuck you." Uh, that's when the second bag of tax came out. By the way, bro. I know. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like second bag, and more. Unnecessary. This is the second week in a row I've had to see somebody go into thumbtacks because last week I was at the FC FSW tenth uh, anniversary with Funny Bone and uh, Sin Bodhi, and they did thumbtacks and Legos. Ah, oh. as much as the thumbtacks ones freak me out, I've seen it enough. Legos give me like PTA. Like I feel like shit. Yeah, because I think about like babysitting my cousins and my nieces and shit, and stepping on them at like you know four o'clock in the morning, and you're like, ah. Sin Bodhi also comes out with a rocking horse that has like fucking three inch nails sticking out of it. Oh, that's beautiful. Ah, so. The match ends when the paradigm shift is hit on a second bag of thumbtacks. And I was like, and you could just see it. As soon as a Moxley hits it, he was just like, what did I do? Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, what did you do? You goddamn lunatic friend, <laughs> lunatic, dropping people on that shit. I was like, God. And then a picture afterwards with those guys just like sitting on a corner. And like Joey is just looking just- at... Moxley and flipping him off. 
just fucking uh, every Moxley had thumbtacks in his back. Uh, he Joey spit one had, out at one point. Yeah. Oh my god. And then uh, and then Moxley proceeds to get his ass beat, filled with thumbtacks. Yep. yep. It's um, yeah. So, not gonna lie. But what made this even what made this cool too was like right towards the end, Omega came out, and yeah, that's exactly the fight break out between those guys. I loved. I'm not gonna lie. I loved Kenny's jump off. His jump off the top rope onto the two tables that Moxley was sandwiched in between. <laughs> I was like, God, man. I was like, this match, uh. Is coming up and it's it's going to be devastating um, to watch. Dude, can we talk about that when he hit Moxley with his own paradigm shift? <laughs> yes. And then Moxley was no. Can we talk about when the uh, cameraman fell in the kiddie pool and Dean Ambrose oh, or uh, Moxley was just laughing about it? <laughs> yeah. Do you think like because as they were like going off the air, right? They're like, "Take everybody from AEW." Like he's sitting there smiling. Do you think he's smiling because he, you know, he made Kenny like break through, or do you think he was still thinking about the cameraman in the kiddie pool? He was probably thinking about that cameraman. Uh, I'm thinking about it right now. Right. <laughs> I just, oh man, it's just so funny, like thinking about like all the stuff that's like happened in that match. Like he beat the shit out of Moxley with drumsticks. <laughs> that was great. Oh my god, when he fucking uh, hit him with the guitar as well. Oh, that electric guitar too, and you knew it wasn't going to break. First uh, off, it yeah. was a bass, and somebody in the crowd yelled, slap at the bass. Oh no, shit, <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah. Oh, I did oh my that. god, I didn't even see that it was a bass, that's so great. <laughs> there's like... there's uh, So, overall, I think the show... It was better than average, I want to say. I wasn't going to say it was great. Um, but I thought it, it set the tone because first of all, we get this for free in a fight stream and everybody's selling out for it. So I thought overall the show was, I thought, I would say it was good. It's better than average. And I, and by average, I mean like what WWE sets, because obviously it's, it wasn't double it's, You can, it, it says a lot when the, the worst match is above average. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. It was one of those where this I didn't expect this to be like superstar pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like Fighter Fest is gonna be amazing. No, I knew it was gonna be good, and it was good. It was better than good for mo- some of the parts, like that that uh, Magic Jungle Boy and all them. The Cody, Ma- the, the, you know, the last ha- the last chunk of the night where there were some moments where I was like, I didn't expect that to be as dope as it was. And that's what I'm. I, I think it's just going to be the consistency of AEW over these next couple pay per views because they have to build momentum going in October, right? And if they burn it all out right at the beginning, it's not going to last well for them. So if they're able to slow, do a good slow burn to then build the fire and then have it rage come the fall, all of us win as wrestling fans. Oh yeah, it's it's great. What a great time to be alive. Right? Uh. Well, I don't know about good. That's pushing it. What a great time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I look at it. When I, Bill Nye yells at you and says, our planet's on fucking fire. I'm going with a great time to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, um, I did like, because Tony Khan talked about it afterwards, like in his press conference that 
he's like, we don't even have all of our stars. He's like, I don't think yeah. that's what people don't realize that all the stars for AEW haven't been on there yet. So I was like, I'm whatever this is, whatever we're doing, I'm on board. I'm riding this train all the way up and out right, and off the rails. So yeah. And like, for me, like I I feel like an ass cause I really want this to go well because like I was a big WCW fan. I love the fact that there was competition in WWF at the time, you know, now WWE. I loved that. It was there was times where it was different. I mean, yeah, I got ridiculous <laughs> towards the end when we started doing Viagra on a pole match, shit like that. But you know, when you start putting Russo and all them in, in the mix, you start getting some weird shit in general. But like, I loved having an option, and I loved that. Like, even with another ones like ECW, that's another one that I enjoyed being because it wasn't WWE. <clears throat> you know, it was different. You know, the wrestlers weren't the same. It wasn't the same shit I've seen. And like, oh, here we're. I didn't. I, I I miss when I couldn't look at the people that are coming out and go, oh, this spot's gonna happen. This spot's gonna happen. This was gonna win. I I couldn't do that with AEW last year. Yeah, night. AEW is. I couldn't. Again, I couldn't call unpredictable. it unpredictable. Yeah, I couldn't call it. I can call WWE. And, you know, back in the day when WCW was good, before the, everything started getting crazy, you couldn't call some of the shit. You didn't know what they were going to do. You know I mean? Fucking Sting didn't talk for a year. He literally just was in the rafters, just chilling. And I thought that was the best thing on the planet. Right. I bought a fuck ton of his shirts. Just <laughs> for sitting there, not talking. And that was different. It was different at the time. And that's what I like about this. You know, I... I I miss when there was wrestling that I didn't know was going to happen. And this was, this is what makes me excited. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what's going to happen with Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes. Fuck. I didn't even know Sean Spears had a problem with Cody Rhodes. I thought they were cool. He got him a job. Apparently <laughs> there's some beef. He, he did get him so, a job and did a chair exactly. shot. Exactly. So as I'm saying, like I, no one knew that was going to happen. Yeah, and you know, so it's that's what makes me excited about all of this. Is like I I miss when I didn't know where my wrestling was going, where I didn't know how a thing was going to end, and I didn't know what a pay per view was going to look like six months in advance. No, you're right. So there are a lot of great things, you know, and um, I'm pretty sure not that I want to bring this up as a topic discussion, but I'm pretty sure I can find another wrestler who can do what you're doing at a much better pace and is probably the best wrestler in the world. And uh, it's not you, Seth. Sorry, bud. You're great, but you're... Uh, oh, my God. You're not on Kenny's level. <laughs> Seth Rollins. I hope you're checking your Twitter account, motherfucker. I'm still coming after you. <laughs> I'm not making it daily. This is a long haul. This is a long commitment. We're going till October, folks. I've got until October. I think if I bombard him every day... It just makes it too 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 easy. I just want to hit him every once in a while. Just like, hey, I'm thinking about this. Let's be a dick to Seth Rollins today. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> fuck it. You decided that you could shit talk it. God, I want. I really want. I really want a little guy shirt now. I really want a little guy shirt. Like I need a Will Ospreay will little guy shirt. Something stat. Yeah, I'm buying one of those. So good. Show my support. So good. All right, guys. So, this word part, we're going to wrap it up. Steve, let them know where they can find you. Frank Culture, Instagram, Facebook, 
Twitter, Snapchat. We are everywhere. Feel free to follow us, like, and subscribe. Also, leave us a review on uh, iTunes, will you? Hell yeah. And then, Julie Chewbacca. Let know where um, uh, first off, everything that Steve said, do that. Okay? You should go do that first and foremost. And then add, add a little less Chewbacca as per usual on Instagram. Uh, we're almost at 90 pounds down now. Hey. I'm going to have a fucking party at 100. Get it. And I just really fucking hope to God I don't get too drunk and gain 10 pounds of it back. Because then I have to go backwards. <laughs> 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 Alcohol's real, man. It kicks your ass. <laughs> yeah. And you guys can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Reddit, wherever, all your favorite stuff, at CM underscore Miller 85. So, and then you guys can find me on the podcast here for Frankensteiner, as well as Get the KO. And, of course, I got a plug, Nerds at the Roundtable. You guys can find me there. Um, <laughs> well, I'm waiting Let me for give an it invitation. I'm waiting for an invitation to Franken Culture Show. I haven't got one yet, so it is what it is. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll just call you. <laughs> I won't even warn you. I'll just call you. <laughs> I'll pick up. Um... But outside of that, guys, that will wrap up this edition of Frankensteiner. So thank you guys for listening to us. Peace. Bye, everybody.